Hi guys, welcome to Don't Trust What You See. I'm your host, Demetrius Sarujo. Today, we are going to be talking about our government failing us, not only in the aspect of the price of everything, but also in their mental struggles. We are also going to be digging into, quote, voter intimidation, according to MSNBC. And we are also going to be talking about the Joe Biden White House celebrating gas prices, but gas prices are still sky high. And finally, we're going to be talking about how Arizona used to be leaning towards Democrats, but now it's up in the air, according to Politico. All of this and more on this week's episode of Don't Trust What You See. I got facts over facts over tracks, this and that, spitting slow, spitting fast. I could roast, I could gas, think I'm okay at last, but I don't know if that can erase all the past. Okay, so digging right in, we have our government failing us. Now, I did talk about our government's mental struggles in the beginning of this video, and yes, our government has lots of struggles. Now, we're going to be outlining some of the candidates running for our Congress or Senate that has really, really blatant struggles with their mental health. And I don't know why, but it's very, very, quote, rude to bring this up. I don't really care. I'm going to bring it up anyway. Why do we have the president of the United States heading straight into the woods with this video here? Mr. Haney? So Joe Biden, we have here for the audio listeners, we have Joe Biden heading straight into the woods. And then when his team says, wait a second, Joe, um, you're going into the woods. You have to go this way. Joe Biden gets mad and says, oh, oh no, I'm going to go that way if I want to. I have the most power. I have the most freedom. Okay, yeah, you have the most freedom, but what are you going to go to? Your tree hut in the middle of the woods? No, you're going to go to the White House, in which we all pay for. But I guess if you want to go and spend your time in the tree hut, go ahead. We also have Joe Biden over here not making any sense by mentioning a United Kingdom prime minister that does not even exist. We've got news. Rashid Sanook is now the prime minister. As my brother would say, go figure. So who is Rashu Shanuk? Shanuk, however you pronounce That's not his name. That's not his name. Now, as the president of the free world, you should know what other presidents are in the United Kingdom or anywhere else. You're the one talking about him. You should know his name. Now, over here, we have John Fetterman over here on his campaign trail with the most embarrassing video ever. I'm honored to be standing in the shadow of your, your amazing building. Do you think of the 10 homes Dr. Oz have has a union hall across their home? No. If you say you think the word of steel worker, what words come to your mind if you say steel workers? Of all the words that bring to your mind when you hear the word steel workers, does the word crudity come to your mind? That's not a word that's going to come to my mind. Crudity is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe kind of their income. Mm, okay, I can't watch anymore. I'm cringing internally so much. And it just hurts knowing that these people are going to be in the Senate. These people are in the, are the most 
powerful position of the United States. We have Joe Biden walking into the woods, thinking that he's going to the tree hut, mispronouncing UK's prime minister's name. We have John Fetterman, which is the Senate. I mean, he's an elect. Oh my God, I lost my... He is a candidate for the Senate in Pennsylvania. So it's like, it's crazy seeing these people actually an option or actually in the most powerful position in the United States. And then over here, we have the debate that happened the other day. Now, of course, we're going to talk about this because actually had my team post a segment of this debate because I was dying. I was dying laughing, seeing this debate live as it was taking place and as the um, clips were surfacing of the debate itself. It was just too funny not to talk about. I must correct the record. Uh, well, he uh, just a second, Mr. Oz. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking. And I don't, I don't, I support fracking. And I stand and I do support fracking. That's okay. just Thank hard you, Mr. to watch. That's just hard to watch. Like, oh, you thought the last thing was going to make you cringe? No, John Fetterman has lots and lots of other clips. But moving on from John Fetterman, we can move over to New York. So going from Pennsylvania, we can go to New York right now. And we can see the debate that they even had. So now let's look at this debate over here, and then we're going to cover some facts right after that. This governor, who still to this moment, we're at, what are we, halfway through the debate, she still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change we made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important to you. All I know is that we could do more. Well, when I say we that could we do should more, remove, excuse I'll, me, I'm speaking. Sure, go ahead. We could do so much more. If there was a nationwide ban, but certainly a state ban on teenagers being able to get guns, assault weapons. I mean, that's what happened in Buffalo. A teenager walked into a, a shop and was able to buy an assault weapon, the kind you use on military battlefields. It happened just yesterday in St. Louis. When are we going to start talking about the crimes that are the most frightening? And that's murders and shootings, which across this country are down about 2%. New York State, because you've worked so hard on this since I became governor, they're down 14%, down That's 18% the most hilarious on thing. You're telling me that New York is safer now? 14% safer? No, that's according to who? That's according to who? Because we can have the facts right here. See, these, this governor of New York does not even know a thing of what she's talking about. See, for me, I like to actually do the research and I like to actually see what's going on. Now... She says, oh, I don't know why this is so important to you, but we can see here that crime actually increased in New York. New York City overall crime increases by 31%, while incarceration conservation actually stoops to 18%. More than 11,000 total incidents this year compared to 8,448 in June 2021. While citywide shootings and murders has decreased by 24 and 32% year over year, respectively, six of seven major crime incident categories have reached a 21-year high. This is according to the New York Police Department, executives announced on Thursday. That increase is driven by a 41% rise in grand larceny, a 36% uptick, uptick in robbery, and a nearly 34% increase in burglary. 
All arrests are up 26% over last year, a 21-year high for seven major crime categories, but incarceration rate has dropped. So um, the New York Police Department leaders emphasize that they are frequently re-arresting known offenders who are then let back onto the streets to commit more crimes. We're arresting the same people over and over again. How about we just keep these people in jail? If you commit a crime and you've been arrested 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 times before, why are we wasting the resources on you? If you can't be reintroduced to society without breaking more and more and more laws, then how about we just keep you there until you learn your lesson? Did you learn your lesson after 2 years, 3 years, 4 years? If you want to play the stupid games and we have stupid prizes for you. It's just stupid. It's stupid altogether, and it's it's making a mockery of our law system. Now moving on to a dozen takes. I don't ever smoke up. No, I don't take. I got no love. Okay, so coming up first, we have an MSNBC article, and we actually have the National Archives rejects another Jim Jordan quote conspiracy theory. Now we have this available on MSNBC.com. So we can dig right in. So, Rep Jim Jordan, Rep Jim Jordan, which is actually one of my favorite reps, is controversial for several reasons, according to MSNBC. But among the most notable is Ohio Republicans embrace of odd conspiracy theories. The far right Congress's congressman's weird ideas cover a broad spectrum from the FBI to election results to COVID. But a couple of weeks ago, Jordan and Rep, rep and Republican Rep James corner of Kentucky took a new theory claiming that the National Archives might have coordinated with Democratic officials as part of an effort to investigate Donald Trump for having improperly taken classified materials. Now we covered this last week and we can just cover this again. If the National Archives Committee moves something to an old Chinese restaurant slash bowling alley, that's the same exact thing as the president or the former president moving it. Why are they moving it to that facility in the first place? These are the questions we should be asking. If they didn't move it themselves, okay, then why is the National Archives Committee in committee moving it? Why? Can we not ask these questions without getting real answers by the National Archives Committee? Instead, you're just going to defend our former presidents as if, as if they're perfect themselves. They're not perfect themselves. Each president has its faults. Now, the National Archives Committee is obviously never going to own up to the, th the fact that they actually did it, but we can see through the location at which they were and other sources that they were actually the ones that moved it. Now, moving on to our next MSNBC article, because I already covered this last week, that story last week, on voter intimidation fears, the GOP line becomes unrecognizable. Hmm, that's funny, because... I don't see, I mean, this is why headlines are just so difficult sometimes because intimidation. Nobody's intimidated when you go to the to the ballot, I mean, to the polling place. But we can see if we move on. As early voting goes underway in Arizona, locals were invited to take advantage of ballot drop-off boxes for their convenience. In theory, this wouldn't be especially notable. But in practice, the circumstances quickly became more unsettling. Far white right conspiracy theories fueled by weird lies have begun monitoring the drop boxes. 
accusing random voters of suspected crimes for no reason and and photographing people and license plates. In one incident last week, police were called when two armed individuals were seen dressed in tactical gear outside a Mesa Bala drop-off box. All of this, of course, is widely unnecessary, as we discussed. There's no evidence of, okay, so you're going to go on and on and on. Okay, so this is the thing now. We can have poll watchers, but I don't agree with people dressing up in, in riot gear and stuff like that. Like, I don't I don't agree with that. Just let the, let the box by itself. But we can have people...
like an addict, do I gotta have it? I ain't even playing, got a really bad habit. If it moves, gotta grab it. Fuse like a magnet, lose won't have it till I'm doomed in a casket.
and you're going to buy another one, it's going to even out. But what's not going to even out is your pockets after buying gas because gas is not going to appreciate. United States regular gasoline prices, we can look a year ago, it's actually up 38%. And then we can look a week ago, it's actually down 10%. So that's really, really good. So yeah, we can look a week ago, it's really, really good. But a year ago, 36% is not that good. That's the United States overall. So it's really, really um, depressing and scary. If we look at the deeper numbers, we can see that it's it was very much down. It, it was done. It was very, very down under Trump. I actually paid 215 under Trump. But yeah, that's some certain circumstances that we really cannot control. Like nobody was really driving around. Everybody was really staying inside of their house. Now, moving on to the last segment. I got facts over facts over tracks, this and that, spitting slow, spitting fast, I could roast, I could gas, think I'm okay at last, but I don't know if that can erase all the past. Okay, so moving on to the last segment, we're actually going to be responding to some of your comments. Now, yes, I do get a lot of comments on my YouTube channel, and no, I cannot respond to every single one of you. Even though I wish that I could, I just do not have the time, and my team does not have the time for that either. I will start responding to comments right on this very show. I think that'll be a lot, lot more easy. It'll be a little bit of fun so we can get right into it. Beginning with our first comment that we have. In my last video, I was talking about how subpoenas cannot be held um, by jail time. And if you do not show up for an subpoena, it's not the worst thing that you could possibly do. And I'm saying that in the case of Trump, because we did have former presidents that did not show up to a subpoena. So they said, not true. Failure to reply to a subpoena is punishable by jail time. According to who? See, they said, oh, where did you get this information? Well, I got my information from Berkeley Office of Chandler. Now, this is exactly what they say. What are the penalties if you ignore a subpoena or don't comply? Failure to respond to a subpoena is punishable as a as concept by either the court or agency issuing the subpoena. Punishable Punishment may include monetary sanctions, even imprisonment, although very extremely unlikely. Now, this is the very, very small thing that they included here. And yes, I did say that it's not arrestable, which I do not base my life off of extreme, extreme rarities. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh yeah, it, you can get arrested. Yeah, you potentially can, and you potentially could crash when you're flying a plane. You could potentially, what, fly? You can go through the wall. Your chances of going through the wall are 0. 0.0000. Okay, we're not going to live our life off of 0. 0.0000. We're not going to get scared of something that's not very much there. We're not going to go and live our life and statements through something that's very, very rare. It just does not make any sense at all. So, although very extremely unlikely, that's the thing. It's very, very, very unlikely for this to happen, and especially to a former president. You think that they would do that to him? No. So, generally, a hearing will be held where the party charged with non-compliance has the opportunity to explain its side of the story. And the court or agency has broad discretion to determine an approximate punishment given the circumstances presented. In most cases, in the concept proceeding, the court determines the appropriateness of withholding any documents under a claim of privilege. In such cases, the outcome is more likely to be in order to produce, coupled with an award of attorney's fees. So yeah, you're going to have to pay attorney's fees, but you're not going to be arrested. That was my point. That was my point, so I was proved right. Now, this person over here, I already responded to them, but we can we could say it again. So I posted a short in, in last week's episode. I actually talked about CNN fact-checking Trump 
and then they proved him right. So if we do offer some context to the situation, I did say that CNN says that the National Archives Committee said, no, Trump was wrong when he said that Bush moved thousands and thousands of papers from the White House to his house. Now, yes, he was technically not right about who moved it, but he was right about it being moved in general. So they said, so you're saying that Trump claimed that Bush did it and Bush didn't do it. So that means Trump was right. Um, first of all, yes, I am saying that the action Trump said still happened. So the person that did it is not important. The question we should be asking is why did Info ever go to an abandoned bowling alley slash Chinese restaurant in the very first place? Why did the National Archives Committee ever move censored documents to this bowling alley slash Chinese restaurant? And they admitted it in the CNN article that we read last week. Now, going on to the next comment, we have somebody responding to what I said last week when I said that a biological man slash just a regular man is not a lady. It's not a lady. So this person said, Relax, pepperoni face. Life is about growth and you're pretty far behind. Better catch up, lol. So I did grow, okay, as a person. And I realized that girls are girls and guys are guys. Guys can be pregnant. Girls can be pregnant. So who needs to grow in life is you. You need to realize that there are very much biological differences between the two genders. By the way, if you're gonna go and call somebody pepperoni face, you might not wanna have a profile picture that looks like this. Now, moving on, somebody says, how is this man in his mid to late 20s and still going to puberty? Now, even though I should be offended by you saying to mid to late 20s, I am not that old. I'm 18 and I wish I was still going through puberty because yes, I can't agree with you because this comment is pretty funny. My voice is pretty hot. So even though my age is very, very wrong in this comment, um, I would have to disagree and say that I am not going to through puberty. Sadly, I would like to go through puberty again. Now, moving on to the last comment that we're going to be reacting to. That is actually this person right here. This was actually three weeks ago. I said that hurricanes have been going on for thousands and thousands of years. And this person responded to my, my saying and quoted me says, it has been going on for hundreds and thousands of years. Has it? Were you there? Obviously, I was not there. I'm in my, quote, mid to late 20s. No, I'm only 18. So, oh, wait, the NOAA, the CDO, shows that hurricanes have been increasingly vital over the past 100 years and absorbed change. Hmm, not sure who to believe, a YouTube video or an observable data by thousands of scientists. Now, those thousands of scientists are paid off by these institutions that are pushing solar panels, wind turbines, Teslas, all these places that are trying to push, quote, reliable, renewable energy sources. That's who's paying these scientists to research. Now, if you do want the real facts, we can actually head over to this graph that I do have provided for you, and we can see all of the hurricanes that we had in the 17th century. Now, if you do not know, the 17th century was around the 1600s. Now, if we were to look at the deaths accumulated during this time, we can see in the 1600s, we actually had this hurricane on September 12th. Now, this is the 1600s, so we don't know exactly how many people died, of course. But we can presume that it was more than 60%, probably 400 people. This was offshore Mexico. Now, again, we had another one in Cuba 
offshore Mexico, and this was on September 26 to 27, probably around 600 people died. Now, the date is unknown on this, but in Mexico, again, we had 1,000 people dying from this hurricane. We had another hurricane, date unknown, and we had 1,300 people dead from this hurricane. According to, this is all according to Wikipedia. Now we can go to 1605, the Dominican Republic on September 29th, that's unknown. So now if you look at all of these events that happened in the 17th century, we can go back and say, okay, we can look at the people that died and we can say, okay, obviously that's not as high as today. So that means, oh, it's getting more extreme. No, what's getting more extreme is our population. Our population is getting more extreme. So these areas that always have had hurricanes are getting more population. And because of the fact that there's more of a population, more people are going to die, sadly. And not only the fact that we can compare the amount of people dying, we can also compare the, the amount of damage we had. Back then, we didn't have skyscrapers. So when a hurricane hit back in the 17th century, it was a couple hundred dollars to repay your house. But now it's going to be a couple hundred thousand dollars to repair your house if a hurricane hits it and completely destroys it. Because of this, we can properly assume that over the past hundreds and thousands of years, we're going through the same exact thing as what we always did. We can assume and properly make an analysis of this information and claim that these hurricanes have been going on for thousands and thousands of years before just saying, oh, who am I going to trust? Who am I going to trust? How about you look at the facts and look at the details, the data, and you look at who are paying these scientists and we can look at exactly who are funding these studies. Because the most important thing to look at is where the money is going. If we learn anything during COVID, we need to look at exactly where the money is going and exactly what um, places these people are coming from, what places and what um, biases these people have for or against what they're researching. Now. Thank you all for watching. I hope that you have a great rest of your day. And if you enjoyed this video, please leave a like down below and subscribe for weekly content or daily content in this case. Um, I do post new episodes or new clips of the show every single day. And I do have a new episode of The Right Take every single Wednesday on this very channel. Thank you all for watching and I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Hey, 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 were you really going to click off this video before leaving a like and subscribing down below? Wow, so rude.